Hello, and welcome to Form and Function, a podcast exploring enthusiasm everyday gear, from watches to EDC tech and lifestyle products. Join us as we chat, interview, and discuss topical subjects about subcultures we all know and love. Hello! Too much. And welcome to episode three of the Form and Function podcast. Today we're going to talk, we're going to talk about all things titanium, something that is very dear to all of our hearts. For me, starting off the wrist check, it's going to run through that too. And before I forget the actual designation of this watch, it is the Grand Seiko SBGX267. Oh, um, it's, it's, nice. some might say it's a very boring watch because it kind of is, but effectively it's at, it's Seiko's, uh, quartz entry level, shall we say, steel watch, but in titanium. I think it was, a uh, came out in 2016. It was a limited edition as most Seiko, Grand Seiko things are, but it had, yeah, most importantly, it had this titanium. It's grade five titanium. So it's got lots and lots of Grand Seiko, like shiny surfaces and and everything, everything sparkles and, and that sort of stuff. Much to my probably distaste, actually. I think that's, and when it comes to watches, I think grade two actually is my preference because it, it looks more like titanium. This just looks, this just feels like titanium, but looks like a steel watch. And you're wearing it on the bracelet, unusually. Well, I am because it is a proper faff to get it on and off the bracelet. Um, it and I also, or not? Um, it has got drilled lugs, which, which makes it not too bad, but I can't get a good fit. So every time I take it on and off, I'm I'm putting in a link or taking out a link, and it's push pins, which are yeah. I mean even even Japanese push pins are a pain in the backside. It's yeah. I was in by that. I mean you think they do it well by now, but and it's yeah. The the it has that problem that I think a lot of Grand Seikos have, which is the bracelet isn't just isn't quite up to the level of everything else. They haven't thought it through, in my opinion, anyway. In the same way that they have all the other details, you know, they kind of there's everything else is deliberate, and the bracelets feel and even even this. So this was from the first year that Grand Seiko was a separate company from Seiko. Oh, cool, I believe, and that's why they these were effectively re-releases of existing watches, just with Grand Seiko on the dial without having that used to have Seiko and Grand yeah, Seiko. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So Philip, what's on your wrist? I have got uh, my Pelagos 39 one. I'm a, uh, a uniform matte supreme crown and buckle NATO. Um, these these are these are actually some of my favourite NATOs, these matte supreme ones, but they look so cool on this watch because they give it this kind of utilitarian mill spec vibe. And this colour, I think I have this colour in every single size. So uh, it's kind of like a off khaki green colour. Yeah, I was thinking about wearing the Helios again, but I thought, no, we'll change it up and go for the p39 this has not been on the bracelet since i bought it i've started to become a real fan of like that khaki like brown sandy nato color like i used to kind of stay away from it but i'm getting more and more into it like i really really like the the kind of look of it in contrast to the watch you're wearing everything is matte on this and they did a cool thing which i think is maybe underappreciated the beveled lugs are also matte but they catch the light just because they are um, just because they are beveled in the way I think that the, the grain goes in a different direction, so it catches the light. It's quite clever, actually. 
Whereas on my Helios, it's the, the, the bevels are actually polished to achieve a similar effect. But yeah. You, what type of titanium is that? Is that Helios? Helios? Uh, two, I is think. Is it two as well? Okay. I think it is. Um, I mean, yeah, Ken, I Ken can correct us, but my assumption had always been that grade five titanium can be polished to a really, really high level. And grade two is much harder to polish. And what is it? I was going to call it shiatsu. That's shiratsu polishing. <laughs> the the, um, the shiatsu polishing is that's what it's now called, I'm afraid. It's uh, yeah. Um, some shiatsu polishing is there's is... the ratsu the, the massaging. Yeah. 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 And the sh and and the shiratsha polishing is um yeah, I mean um yeah, grade grade two is more commercially pure. Um so grade five is is more expensive, but it's blended with alloys that kind of give the surface properties like makes them harder. So when the surface is harder, you can polish it to a higher standard and you can um, create things with it that you would otherwise have to treat grade two in order to achieve the same thing. So because the surface is softer on grade two, you will wear out tools faster because they will get kind of clammed up. Like if you try and polish things, <clears throat> it's a sanding process, right? So say if you're sanding wood, the sandpaper eventually gets clogged up. So with grade two, the tools clog up faster. So yeah, you can achieve a, a higher polish or a higher finish on grade two, uh, grade five, um, which will last longer. Um, but the raw material itself is significantly more expensive because it's been essentially enhanced by adding these other alloys into it to, to give it that extra boost, so to speak. So. I'm just running with that for a second. The Citizen have that, I'm guessing, coated titanium. Yeah, that's that's grade two because because grade two yeah for grade grade two generally speaking for kind of uh, watches and that sort of stuff um, it has to be coated in some way just to to give it that surface resistance because even though the tensile strength may be strong enough say you know in comparison say steel or whatever the surface hardness is not necessarily suitable for kind of you know everyday kind of wear so. You have them coated to give it a higher Vicar rating. So the Vicar scale for for hardness um, for steel is around uh, 200 to 300 Vickers, I think it is. And so most titanium coatings will have kind of like are are devised to reach that level, if not more. So yeah, like with with the the like Arkan watches, um, we have it for the 400 to 600 range, but you can have it pushed up to as high as 1200 2000 um if if that's the type of coating that you want or need that's interesting because that my halos definitely scratches easier than the pelagos and they must just be down to the coating that they've got on it yeah but also pelagos is grade five i think right no it's grade two, two. is it really yeah, yeah. Ah, interesting because mm. i think the um the early pelagos is like the the pellet the early pelagai <laughs> yeah the early pelagai like the full fat 300 or 500 meter was it 500 meters the the original yeah yeah like those ones were five i'm pretty sure those were grade five because i remember looking into it because they had like um they would have grade five for like the main case and then maybe grade two for other parts and then they'd have i think a steel case back or a steel class for some of those early ones okay. but because to produce some of the 
the micro mechanics for that original class to do it in titanium was just too much of a challenge or too difficult i believe so that clasp is really clever yeah, cool. i wish they put that little watches yeah 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 okay so so i'm wearing i'm wearing something a little bit different because i obviously with with Arkan on, kind of only making titanium watches at this point, it seems wrong to not wear it. But I thought I'd wear something a little bit different, a little bit of a curveball. So this is something that hasn't actually been seen by the majority of people. So I'm wearing the the Arkan Alterum, which is the, our new model. But this is the Armory exclusive version, which is a Cerakoted, a black Cerakoted titanium case. So when when we launched the Alterum. I kind of set up this armory kind of members club um, to allow kind of uh, existing customers who'd bought the previous model to access a limited edition version of the new one in either a black Cerakote case or um, a white Lumdar version of, of, of the same watch. And so, yeah, the general, most people haven't seen this watch yet. Only kind of armory people have seen it. But yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it it, it looks... I, I'm not used to wearing black watches, like full black coated watches, but they look so much smaller. Yeah. Like they're very slimming. Yeah, they do. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm slim. Quite... Like a little like a little black dress for your wrist, Ken. It is, yeah. It's like a little <laughs> black dress for my wrist. It makes my wrist look so big. Like I'm like, wow, my wrist looks strong today. I should wear black watches more often. But yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. I I'll, I'll I'll probably mention this a few times, but the uh the the guy who who does our seracoting for us he's he's based here in the uk and his name's paul um and uh he's just he's so talented he's just as kind of particular and as um detail orientated as we are like you know how we get into the little details and things and we get obsessive he he's very much like that so his work and in a lot of things he does he watch he works in kind of the the watch modding space and the customization space he does it to such a high standard. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled with how this turned out because this was essentially just a, the one I'm wearing today was actually just a, a test run. We were testing to see how well the Cerakoting would would kind of uh, attach itself because the, the cases had already been scratch resistant treated. So they have to go for a sandblasting, like a, a, a bead blasting round and then a coating round and, you know, wanted to find out whether the, the details on the crown would stay whether the tolerances would be all good and and yeah it, it worked out really good so this is um this is a, a fun thing very cool. it's really cool man. yeah i'm just i'm just nervous to wear it because like it's the only it's the only one and i need it for photos and stuff and if i like ding the corner and lose some of the going i'm gonna have to spend ages trying to clean that up in photoshop for any press images stay away from door frames yeah door frames but yeah yeah, I'm a massive fan of black tap watches. The photo you shared of that is really nice as well. Just the, uh, don't know, like the shade of black. Yeah, it's, I think. it's um, it's 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 like it's very very matte. It's very very matte. This version. Yeah. I'm still in in um because there's another Cerakote has like lots of different coating colors and they have like I don't know three or four different types of black. Um, some of them have like a hint of blue. Some of them are kind of on the more matte side um and then they have um a new elite range which is even more scratch resistant um that we're going to test one time before we kind of come before i kind of confirm on on which coating we use because that one's more scratch resistant and that's supposed to be a darker a darker black uh, a blacker black so um that one might be interesting but i do like the matte finish of this it's just the case of whether i'll be able to get all the buckles to the right 
to the same kind of um, standard as well. And you know, with buckles, you do want them as scratch resistant as possible because they're just they're just rubbing on everything all day. So take a beating. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and you can't. There's even there's no DLC coating in the world that can protect the clasp from from desk diving. Do you know what I mean? Like the real <laughs> hardcore sport of desk diving. So should we get into uh, today's main topic? Um. Yeah. Well, just uh, just before we do, no no new stuff from you guys. Nothing you've seen. Yeah, I saw something new this morning, which I'm I, I'm I'm excited about, and I'm thinking I'm mulling over. So, Serica released a new version of their field watch this morning. Did they? Um, so uh, their field watch, which I think was one of their early ones, um, they released a version of it this morning, which is now in a refined case. It's only ten point four mil thick. Ooh. It's thirty seven point seven mil uh, case diameter. So that's really cool unto itself, and and it's got the really nice uh, twisted lugs like my fifty three hundred three, um, and a bit like a, a um, an Omega Speedy or a Seamaster. But the thing that's excited me about this is none of those things. The thing that's excited me is they've released a new dial with it called a Denali dial. Oh, and I'll show I'll show you a picture of this. It's got a twelve three six nine and it is clean yeah um so that i'm a little bit tempted by that's very cool that bezel is that is that brushed it's brushed yeah i go for that okay i have a question for you guys what are your we we, we'll probably ramble about this for too long as well but um california dars what's your love it into them so i i I love it yeah really so yeah, I, I do, but it depends on the watch. So, like, the Fears, the Fears California dial that they did, the white one, the Topper's limited edition, is super, super cool. Um, and it's probably my favorite Fears that they did. Uh, sometimes I don't like it because they, they look a bit squished, as in, like, obviously you've got all the different shapes. And so it depends on the dial, like, how much space the, the neurons have got. It's getting really specific. Just for just for our listeners who, who might not know what a California dial is, um, a California dial is when you have, say, half of the numerals on the dial are Roman and half the numerals on the dial are Arabic. Um, and sometimes that can be a mixed match of half-half or um, two of one and uh, the rest are all the other. But, um, but yeah, so I personally don't like California dials. I don't know what it is. I think I think it is kind of like the... The symmetry or the balance of it or something it 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 uh yeah just sets me off so i i, I for some reason i just I, I don't i don't see them in the same way Maybe. i think i'll t- tell you what though the the old um rolex kind of oyster bubble backs that had that sort yeah they they're cool them ones are um you know there's something about that i think as a whole uh appeals to me more um, but with like modern watches, with that, there's just there's it just feels like there's some there's a there's a bit of a, an off mix. Um, but with the other two, the other two Dar variants of the Serica, the new one, especially the one that you just mentioned, the new the newest style version, um, they're really really cool. They're so clean. Yeah, they're really clean. That new Denali one is really cool. Uh, we can get into a Rodex bubble back deep dive at some point because at one point I was. A little bit obsessed with buying one of those. Ooh. Um, so, so my my news is um, so not so much news in terms of like general news, but I've I've been on kind of like on the topic of titanium. I've been on a little bit of a titanium kind of hype 
recently aside from the watches like the the i've always liked them as a material for watches but since meeting james um my obsession has has now blossomed into titanium of all variants um in the edc space so like i've been kind of slowly buying different products made out of titanium starting low and then slowly working my way up and um so I got a I got a, a bolt action pen that was made out of titanium that was a more on the affordable side. That I was like, oh, this is quite this is quite good. Um, and then I've also ordered I've ordered a few things that haven't arrived yet. So I've got a uh, a full tight like a, a grade a grade four. So this is another interesting thing. Yeah, I know. I, I can I can see your face your facial expression. Yeah, I made a kind of like I've just swallowed a fly. <laughs> yeah so 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 um based on the description supposed to be grade four titanium so i have no idea i i know these things exist but they're used in very different industries so the 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 ratio of the alloy mixes in them you know differ so it's a grade four titanium carabiner um but it's also got like um it's got like a bottle opener to, or like a pry bar kind of in the design of the the carabiner so i'm waiting for that so i'll i'll add that into the the show notes once it arrives and we can talk about it on a later episode um i've also ordered also because of james who is um for those of you probably know him um from instagram he is a somewhat i'm an alox king or a swiss army knife uh a connoisseur um and uh i i i um was given um a, a mini like the smallest ever model um as a as a gift from my friend like from my best friend when i was a, a classic to yeah a classic yeah when i was i want to say 20 or 21 he he took a trip to switzerland um and and he brought it back and had and um i've just bought to to, to modify it i've just bought titanium scales to go on that mini so oh, very cool yeah so i've just ordered them and um, so i'm waiting for them to arrive and then and then i'll i'll, I'll assemble that and see how that works um in regards to modding it i i'd be inclined to say because that original knife has some some kind of personal value to you buy another one to mod you know those little classics you can pick up for like probably 10 quid if you find it on sale somewhere buy another one to mod don't mod the one that you have that kind of emotional connection to sometimes especially the cellar door ones the way they're attached to it I, I, the guys that know what they're doing no trouble at all it's probably fine but just like once you start taking the scales on and off unless you're just going to glue them back on at another point they don't they just don't stay quite as flush as good as they were when they were first came out of the factory or first to you right, okay. um so and on, on a little knife like that, it's the perfect modding practice knife because, you know, yeah, 10, yeah. 10 pounds a pop, it's not, it's not the end of the world if you, if that one doesn't quite work out. And it also allows you to fix the titanium more permanently onto it. So you're never thinking I'm going to, I might mod this back to how it was. Yeah. I, I haven't quite decided kind of my long-term plan for it yet, but I wanted to order the scales because they were quite hard to find, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, most people have the the the, the mid-size one which i think is like what 90 90 something centimeters so 80 um, yeah i mean 80. well so, yeah. so they're basically the uh, they come in so 54 mil is the classic is the one you're talking oh, 58. about uh, 58 58 sorry 58 yeah, yeah. um and then that's right yeah 84 is is what's a cadet which is quite relatively rare these days 
Um, and certainly in Celador, quite rare. And yeah, 91 or 93 is the standard kind of Victorian oxides. So those those ones, there's loads of those. There's, lo- there's loads of them available. You can buy the materials that you want for that. But I, I really struggled to find the mini because the issue was that like a lot of the ones that you could get, some of them weren't as compatible for the toothpick and the tweezers, Yeah, like the slot. Um, so that's the one thing I'm praying that this one is like, it, it's a good fit, but, but I'll, I'll give you guys the update when it arrives. <laughs> yeah. I've been using my pen knife so much the last couple of days because I've been packing house and they're just, I have one in like every drawer, like a Swiss, like just the classic Swiss army knife. And they're so helpful just for like cutting through bubble wrap and opening boxes and all sorts of stuff. Um, I mean, people, people suck their teeth, but from an EDC point of view, I'm, I'm going to say that basically a Swiss army knife you don't need any other knife for any normal day-to-day task now need obviously is the word I used (laughs) that really matters very little whether you need things so I'm not making that point the scissors on this them tiny Swiss army knives so useful because they they connect to every little point so like for cutting very fine things they're kind of so perfect but on the, on the same topic of, of scales, but my, my best friend who who got me that that mini, uh, you know, almost a decade ago now, um, he as a, as a birthday gift for me this year, he dropped off uh, an, a pocket knife, which we'll probably talk about on, a, on another episode. But I will I'm I'm going to get titanium scales for them for that as well. Um, I'm just waiting for a Torx screwdriver set to arrive before I order it. So I'm I'm just falling down deeper rabbit holes each time and uh i'm just collecting new things it's like i don't need a talk screwdriver set for anything else in my house apart from this i don't think so I, uh, I'll, I'll save it for another episode but i was going to ask what set have you bought because that's the thing too. Talk screwdriver. oh yeah hell yeah like the little is that tools. a thing oh tools is a whole thing oh no i meant like is there is there a talk screwdriver set that is optimally recommended oh oh, oh hell yeah as in look there's a whole <laughs> And there's like this this craft ones where they replace the handles with titanium. Um, I have a have a just that I have a Torx screwdriver made of you know grade five titanium. You need to send me a link to that because I might have to return this and order that <laughs> just because. I, I mean, genuinely, if enough, it was I've I've had it now for I think I had I think I bought it before ever actually really needing a Torx screwdriver. I bought it because it you know it just uses the little. I mean, I, I use little Vera, you know, Vera heads. Uh, and so you can put in any, I can't remember what it is, what, uh, one-eighth, I think is the size, officially they call it, of, of the little yeah, I think so. kind of slot-in heads. Bits. The, the, the bits, bits, bits that's the word I was looking for, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's universal from that point of view. So it has a ton of use in other things. And it has a little spinning kind of wheel on the back. So that you can put it, so it sits in your hand. Oh, so you can actually turn it using your hand. And you can, at the point of releasing it, you can actually get a really good, I mean, I know talks is the point of it, as in talk. Fun enough, that came from Urban EDT Supply, which is a really good, uh, I think US-based, possibly US and somewhere else-based, um, or kind of split between shop. And they, I mean, they have so much cool stuff. I mean, an insane amount. I think we should get into tools on another episode. I could go deep on tools. I think we're all Nipex fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The oh, see, that's that's another thing I have yet to kind of uncover. That's that's new to me. But as soon as I showed my 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 uh, my friend 
your picture with the the nifex he was like oh that's that's yeah i can get down with that those pliers and that whole that whole genre is like a whole other that and like uh wood chopping axes for camping <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so yeah i've got i've got more money to spend um which i'm i'm very fearful of because of these rabbit holes you guys keep introducing me to i people always talk about the the kind of the you know naysayers about the internet and all this kind of horrendous stuff that goes on the internet but one of the coolest parts has just been like the, the ability for little groups of little niche groups to to find each other i think like i mean instagram is still that too i mean think of the you know meeting people with watches that that that's not as niche perhaps as as you know wood chopping hatchets but it's a but it's you know it has its yeah. place doesn't it and but and same with all this stuff there's someone out there making a kick-ass totally awesome like handmade hand thought version of almost everything and i love that i love the fact that it's now much easier to find them and it's good for them too because obviously they you know they can sell more and then they can actually do it yeah I, i'll send you the links to all this stuff but it, as, a, as a basis anyone listening if you want to just see the kind of insane weird stuff we're talking about in this edc world just go to urban edc supply go to their website and just have a scroll um, they have a really cool archive section of stuff they have sold because they sell a lot of things in batches. A lot of these things are made in small batches. Um, and they, yeah, the, it's a really good place to just go. And the, the photographer, um, I've had a complete blank of his, his name, but the guy that started it is a really talented kind of uh, product photographer, really talented, like gear photographer. And he did a beautiful photography, um, which which makes it a awful lot harder. Let's open that up. It looks, that website looks a bit dangerous. It really it's is. Dangerous, so, sorry. It's one of it's one of many, but it's uh yeah. We can uh, we can uh, sense uh, an addiction brewing as soon as you open the website. If it's aesthetic, you're like, <laughs> oh no, what have I done? Oh, it's so he's got a good logo and everything. It's not. It's not if you, if well. you got a good logo and it fits on anything, and oh. um, and they've done collabs now with so many brands. Um, and then they're yeah, it's a, they're a proper like anchor of the of the I'm gonna say the high end EDC world because stuff gets crazy expensive. You know, you get these little small batch custom titanium things. Um, and I'm gonna say titanium or, or Ultim actually, for enough comes up there as well. But you were talking about you know you started off the process of ordering a few kind of more like entry level. I mean, in virtue, I'm using I'm using air quotes. Obviously, no one can see other than you guys. But um, because titanium's never entry level. It's titanium, as in, yeah. You you kind of like you you're you're already in the door, but you're you know you're on the first floor at the price point that I'm digging at. Just because like my approach at the moment is to 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 go in low, see what what works, what doesn't, and then slowly scale up depending on what I feel my needs are. Because you know we'll get we'll get into this. You said the N word again. Could, it's not a. <laughs> what what was that? What, what no needs. Yeah, my needs. needs. Yeah, it's it's um, you you <laughs> you you will you'll know you'll know this kind of um, within the space. It's like you can spend kind of as little uh, within reason, um, but literally as much as you want. Like you, you know, some of the stuff that 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 James will kind of be able to shed some light on is is very high quality, high grade very niche and and kind of uh specialized so if you if you're if you're looking for that then then those things do exist at, in titanium um which is the cool thing about it. and we're probably hitting 
the 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 form and function discussion because there is yeah. no frankly there's a it's an incremental i mean it's it's like the watch space really isn't it there's at a certain point it all becomes incremental um and and one could argue that the the function never improves really not not from a usable point of view you know, it may get functionally better but not to a point where no one would notice and i guess that's the same with this but it's uh, but nonetheless it doesn't make it any less awesome it's in that so i think we just well, there's a point where you just have to accept that like there's this crazy level of of form going into a lot of this stuff and people are willing to pay for that kind of form I, one other thing actually and it do, do you know what it is for me go on. i was just going to say on that topic do you know what it is for me it's kind of like to the same point that you were kind of prototyping ken when i find there's a particular tool or an object or whatever that i need to, that i use a lot i then go deep into like i want the best version of this yeah um because i'm pulling it out like two or three times a day or whatever and it's at that point where i'm like okay this needs to do its job it needs to be hard wearing it needs to be enjoyable it needs to be like an object to art I'm like a big fan of this like object to art like idea that objects are art and that sort of thing. So yeah, once you find you like I need a pen knife or I need a screwdriver or whatever, it's like okay, now I want the best one and it's probably going to be I I I, I go down the, the 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 path very similar to you. So the reason why I kind of got them all at the base level is so that I have them here and then I'll identify what I pull out more and what I use more and then that's when I'll be like I'm going to go and um, find some serious version of this now that I know makes sense for my lifestyle because I don't want to fall into that trap where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy like a 300 pound um, flashlight and then come to realize that like I never really use it or something. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's it's I, I am kind of prototyping in that way, but I, I like the that process that you asked Philip of... Um, kind of finding the best thing once you know that like that's exactly what you need to, to be honest when when you do i mean so a number of years ago now i bought a a, a torture flashlight from a company called Mouichon. um and it, i, I m-u-y-s-h-o-n-d-t i think um or Mouichon, Mouichon, Mouichon. I, i'm not sure how it should be pronounced oh Mouichon. 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 is that how it's pronounced yeah, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but I've heard people call it Michon. They're, they're the ones that have the, like the 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 flashlights, like the big heavy duty flashlights. But they cut their light. teeth on something called the Eon, um, or Aeon, and that one yeah. was. So I it was it was in like its third generation, in the current generation of them, and I it was a lot. I mean, like come like five hundred dollars or something, a lot of cash, and this was back where I probably wasn't that kind of. I hadn't got that comfortable with spending that kind of money on an EDC type thing. And I, I think I'd be like, I'd be like you, talking to you guys now, I'd been kind of talked into it indirectly by people on Instagram. And I and I did, I, I ordered it, got it, and it was brilliant. But it was not that, as in it just, it I, it it wasn't quite the, the kind of the brilliant that was my brilliant, if you see what I mean, as in, yeah, it was someone else's brilliant. So yeah. it was, it was by any stretch of the imagination, it was a brilliant, it's a beautiful bit of kit, all that sort of stuff. But it just, it had a few things about it which just weren't my cup of tea. And that was a lesson in, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not just form or function. It's sometimes just, it doesn't feel right to you. When you're talking about, like, like Philip said about that kind of object R thing, it's that, it's that kind of, you know, it's just, 
sometimes there's a sort of intangible connection with stuff. Often, often that's where titanium comes into things. You know, you pick up, if we're talking about watches, for example, you're talking about, you know, you get a titanium, you know, grade five titanium watch that, that frankly, you cannot see or feel that it is titanium. They're using titanium purely because it's expensive. It was sure, as in, I don't mean titanium's expensive, but I mean the watch is already, let's say, £30,000 or something. And so they're using titanium as a sort of incremental thing because they kind of need to tick that box. But it's but there's an intangible there that if, if it wasn't, you might actually notice. You don't necessarily notice the titanium, right. but you it kind of, it's a an expectation thing. But I'm trying to think of an example of that. Um, uh, recently, it's maybe not quite £30,000, but the Blancpain Air Command... They also did a 50 Fathoms anniversary one. They did, but with the size of a small dinner plate. Yeah, which is a good reason to make it titanium, so just lighten up the dinner plate. This is a great watch example of that. Titanium's not... Steel's not too heavy at any size of watch, and therefore titanium, the weight thing isn't a thing, surely. Oh, that's that's a that's a debatable topic, man. Like, the steel Ploprof is, is a... You know, that's, that's got... If, some if you're talking about minivan-sized watches... I just mean like on a, on let's say a 40 mil watch or a 42 mil watch, you don't need titanium. You're choosing titanium. So there's no reason not to choose it on a watch that's 38, 36. They just, most watch brands just choose not to. And I think part of based on this perception that you're doing it for the weight, you're not, titanium is not about, the weight is a, is a positive side effect. It's not a, it's not the reason to do it. The reason to do it is it's, it's titanium. God's own metal. You know, it's kind of, I'm, I'm saying that with a, with a, yeah, with a visual smile on my face. <laughs> with God's own metal. Thy, divi- thy divine <laughs> metal of titanium. It's interesting the different uses of it. So, like, you get um, a friend of mine owns a uh, company who make motorbike uh, modification parts. Uh, shout out to Sam at Moto. Um, he sends me a load of prototypes of, like, various different things that, that he's working on for bikes. And some of the bits are titanium, some are aluminium. But the coolest use of titanium he's done so far is you have these little, these little, they're called little hero blobs, and they sit at the bottom of your foot pegs. And if you lean over too far, those they're basically there to scrape the peg before they scrape the peg. And it's basically stop. It knows it means when you're leaning the bike over, you know where your limit is, and they and then it scrapes, and you're like, okay, don't go any further because you're going to start scraping the side of the exhaust or etc. But be, he makes them out of titanium, nice. which is so cool because they start ah. sparking. Uh-huh. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so a friend of mine and I quite quite liked riding round roundabouts and uh, <laughs> trying to spark on the uh, on the foot pegs. And that's but cool, he though. picked it specifically because it sparks. I think that's quite. When you were a say. kid, right? This might be this this uh, this might appear to you know what I'm gonna say right? Yeah. Did you ever used to flatten like a coke can and then put it between your your tire and your brake uh, your brake? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he used to make that motorbike sound. Oh god, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, post no pre-internet days. Yeah. Oh man, kids will never understand that joy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going. I'm going to continue my my mild rant because not all watch brands are ignoring it. Blanc Power are the example, having brought out a 36.5 millimeter Air Command. So the Air Command is a bigger watch, and they brought out a inverted commas huge inverted commas because it's not women's version or women adjacent version of it as well as bringing out i think a kind of rose gold version which is also lovely but the titanium 36.5 mil 
watch is unbelievably beautiful, as in it is a stunning bit of kit. And weirdly, it's stunning because it's in titanium. The color of it, the metal, the finish. That, you couldn't really do that. It wouldn't have the same thing in steel. And that's from an aesthetic point of view. It's not, it's not functional, it's just form. But it's just seeing companies actually go to that level of effort and use titanium to, to, be, to be decorative, to be special, rather than just to make, you know, just because it's lighter or it's a sort of box ticking thing. It's really cool. I the the I found that I've come, I came very close to buying that. I think the there's something insane like uh, I think the list is something like seventeen thousand for the for that one. And I think so you can probably pick them up for about sort of fourteen odd. And I came I think I I, I sent I sent Philip and a few others photos of me in I come I think it might have been the Selfridges watch room or whatever it is kind of trying it on. Um and that yeah I got very very dangerously close to picking that up. Um, I didn't because it's blue. Yeah, when they make a black one, James, it's going to be dangerous for you. So they make the black in the biggest, in the full, what they call the full, they actually called it the full size when I was with them, as in the people at the counter. I was like, the full size? What? I said, what are you on about? No, th this is the full size. That's the extra large, I think you'll find. Yeah. <laughs> for the longest time, I think people were using titanium to, within watches, they were using titanium to make a, a bigger watch lighter or a big bigger technology more wearable but what we've started to see now like i'd say in the last three four years is brands using titanium to make already well compact and perfectly sized watches even more wearable and that is where things get kind of exciting for for, for me especially like you know, to have a 38 millimeter watch that, you know, is perfectly fine in steel. It wears fine in steel. It's comfortable in steel. But to then have it in titanium to the point where you don't even notice that you're wearing it, which for me is is quite important. Some people like to have, you know, if you've ever tried on a platinum watch, um, I tried on um, the platinum Fears. Oh, yeah. uh, is it the Brunswick? Yeah. When I was at, at, at one of the Red Bar events. And my God, it was so... I was so shocked at how heavy it was. Like I literally picked it up off the table and I was like, this feels like it's a completely different experience that I, I hadn't really comprehended in my head of how heavy it could be. But yeah, and and to 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 kind of add on to what you said about Blancpain, um, I was lucky enough to um to be in Scotland, um, I wanna say that that was it the start of this year? It might have been the start of this year or the end of last year. No, it would have been the start of this year. And I, I um Jason Heaton from from the Grainer. Oh, some people know him from from Adinky, and he's he's a, a watch writer and, and journalist and author. He came to visit Scotland, and I went up to 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 hang out with him and a lot of the other watch collectors. And he brought his titanium fifty fathoms with him, which by size it's 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 not a small watch, um, but I wouldn't say it's an oversized watch. But for the capabilities that that watch has. It, it almost needed to be the size that it is to have that level of robustness. And they threw it, they, they threw the titanium ball at it. And because of that, it made it so wearable. And so for the size, I, and I put it on and, and, I, and I was like, this, this feels right. Like this, I would wear this despite the fact that it's marginally bigger than a watch that I would naturally go for. Granted, it adds a price, a, a price bump onto it if you were to, to, to buy it but it definitely approaches titanium in the correct way as opposed to like you said being this 
or a mental add-on that is not really necessary. Which I like, but it's a... <laughs> yeah, I like it, but it's, it's you know... I mean, it, it, to, to go on the complete far side, it's like with the... Um, the Elangansone. Oh, I know the one you mean. You know which one I'm on about, right? The integrated yeah. bracelet uh, chronograph that they released at this year. Odyssey, that's Odyssey. A, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, no, Odyssey, the Odysseus update. Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. You did the Odysseus chronograph in full titanium. That is using titanium in a very bells and whistles kind of way, which in that example, love it because the finish on it looks amazing and you would never get that type of gray with steel. So I can see the aesthetic choice there, but it it, it is definitely on, on, on their part more of used in a precious metal type of way because you know, uh, Elangazon usually use precious metals, right? They usually use platinum or they use gold or they use, you know, they, they stay away from clear from it. So if titanium is what it has to be for them to dip into that pool, I'm, I'm all for it. So I had an ALS, I, I didn't even try and pronounce the name, but I had a Langenzone, whatever it is, 35 mil white gold and a three-hander. Well, a three-hander with oh, a small second. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a few years ago. Uh, insanely beautiful watch. If I'd been able to swap the white gold for titanium, <laughs> that would have been a whole yeah. different thing. So in the end, it was that, you know, white gold was just, it just felt too soft. I, I just felt like I was babying it and I wouldn't wear it and all that sort of stuff. So, but if that had been titanium, and imagine that, imagine little dress watches in titanium. I mean, how cool is that? I just kind of, I, I, I hope, I hope we're going to see more of that. I really do. I mean, it's got to be the micro brands that yeah. do it. Frankly, um, I mean, it is already the, the yeah. frankly the best the best watches in titanium are by that I mean accessible and and done for the right reasons tend to be in the micro yeah. space. The only issue I think on the on the dress front is is really the polishing, and um, that's you know a great a great two yeah, great yeah. five great five yeah. starts to push push the the you know push the check up a little bit um, as far as the micro brands. So this that that Blanc Power I mentioned by the way, um, Blanc Power used grade twenty three. Oh. Okay. which is the upgrade to grade five right okay um essentially it has very similar i think like you mentioned the the kind of the, the type of alloy so mix they're using yeah um it has a very similar i think to that um grade 23 is the one used in in dental implants for example as in it is it's it's pretty much the highest grade wow. titanium of usable titanium i think that there is commercially usable i think the the by that you know i'm sure there are better titaniums for other things but um or, or better inverted commas but yeah great i thought that, and that was another thing that so i i, I for, for people who know me i had a, a i have i have dental implants from an accident um a, a number of years ago and the and they are made of titanium maybe that's where this all comes from i am now i'm part titanium titanium is actually um an alien metal that is kind of like delivering propaganda to james's brain <laughs> so he's slowly becoming yeah there is teeth is slowly the mind control to move towards all things titanium um yeah i mean you never know but that so that when i discovered that the, the chap told me that it was grade 23 in the shop that was kind of like i just like almost like reaching for my wallet at that point it just yeah it was like what because it's not common no i didn't i didn't know that that was something that was used in, in commercial i i think all of Blanc Paz titanium watches are grade 23. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd had their own proprietary version of titanium, you know what I mean, um, with their own mix, because different mixes have different tones in light as well. 
What do Omega use for the Propof? Because obviously that's also Swatch Group. Do they use? Is that great? It's grade too? five, I think, isn't it? For for a lot of the the kind of the mid to upper tier Swiss uh, watches, like from Omega and 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 even the titanium that Rolex uses, I'd say it's very comparable to five, even though it is under RLX or whatever. I mean, so Omega, I'm talking about maybe like the the late noughties. Certainly, all of the titanium stuff from from those or the late twenties, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry, early twenties. All of the titanium stuff was grade was grade five, as in they. That's what they listed it as. I, I got really into a. They made a limited Aquaterra 38.5 mil with a like a, a white dial and blue numerals. That was a bit in the end that killed it for me. Was that coaxial? Uh, it yes, yeah, very much so. That was so. That's what second gen coaxial. Yeah. I'm be- beautiful, lovely, incredible watch. But in the end, the, yeah, the, the kind of the the blue blue markers and stuff kind of were a bit much. They were kind of like metallic blue. It was for the is it Good Planet Foundation? Okay, they do. I think they they at one point they did one every year or so for Good Planet. I um, mean, you know, like a different watch from their from their ranges in that in that similar style with the white, very white dial and blue markers of some kind. But that was, yeah, that was grade 5 titanium. And that was, again, a normal watch in titanium. There aren't that many. Although back then, there weren't that many around. And that was maybe, what, 2018? Come on, 2019? Gents, shall we, shall we talk about titanium, other types, other uses for titanium? We've touched on, we've touched a lot on watches and EDC, and which we could go forever, I think, on EDC. But do either of you use any titanium for your kind of like camping type gear? Like titanium mugs or so, titanium... Am I, I do for everything. I, so it's yeah. <laughs> Even temp pegs. So I, I, um, I've kind of been in the market for a titanium mug for a while. So I've got a couple like stainless steel mugs that I like. Um, and yeah, so I... I think we need form and function titanium mugs. Oh, so this is okay. This 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 will actually lead nicely into that conversation. So, so the the first one that comes to mind is Snowpeak, right? So Snowpeak is yeah. a, is a brand um, based in Japan, and they're very, um, I would say they're they're very thoughtful. Like the products they create, they they don't have like a huge array of products, but they have like they might have a Rain Mac. They'll have some different types of camping gear whether that's cutlery or cups um they'll have burners dude it's got it's got quite big now the range yeah the range is is, is very it's, it's expanded significantly in the last three four years um but they used to do just kind of like selective stuff and it's very i would say it's on the higher end of stuff we're talking titanium mug starts at what 80 pound um no no no, no it's less than that is it less than I've, that yeah, it is now. It was for for oh, okay. I'm just um, having a look. So yeah, so I, mean, before, so I have I have a few of them. It's a, before um, it used to be a lot more. I mean, their whiskey flask, the titanium whiskey flask is cool, oh, but yeah. that's also like used. It was, it was priced higher than you know, and yet an average whiskey flask, right? Um, and so I've been I've been kind of tempted to pull the trigger on the Snowpeak stuff quite a while. But, you know, I wanted to kind of see what is available, what is being made. And, and there are a few available options on, you know, Amazon or, you know, you can get them if, if you want to order them from China and that sort of stuff. And then the question that I was starting to read up about, which there isn't as much information about, so to speak, is this thing about um, with it being cutlery. You know how over time 
we would use plastic bottles for ages until people realized that you you had to get a specific type of uh, BPA-free plastic that you could drink out of long-term. Titanium apparently may or may not, depending on the alloy used or depending on the surface treatment of it, may or may not release certain types of uh, sediment, micro-sediment at most, um, into it. So over long-term use or, or that sort of stuff. Um, and so if you're spending at a higher price point, I think for me, I, I'll, I'd, I'd maybe have the assurance or, or the trust in that the product is, is going to be fine, right? Because they're, they have to ha be held to a higher standard or, or, you know, if the liability if something is gone wrong could potentially tank their entire company. So they almost have to be on the ball with things like that. So that's what's stopped me. Exactly, which, which you know, if you're James, this is what's getting is closer to the end goal, right? <laughs> I think, fun enough, the, the dangerous bit is, is is coatings, not the titanium. Oh, well, yeah, you yeah, could yeah, you could eat you could swallow titanium daily, and other than than being uncomfortable coming out the other end, depending on the shape of it, some people do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I try not to swallow it. God, that would be terrifying. But I think like yeah, so so I I don't I I don't know all the information about the coatings and and what is safe and what is not safe, what coatings because some of them are electroplating, some of them are powder coating, some of them are, there's 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 a whole range of things that the coatings they use to make the more scratch resistant, heat heat um, uh, conductive or whatever it is. So that's why I've kind of held off on pulling the trigger on the low end the way that I have with things like the scales and the pens and all that sort of stuff, but. To then touch on to the, the the form and function titanium mugs, I found a supplier that can make the titanium mugs that I thought could make a potentially really cool uh, introductory product for us. But again, I haven't figured out the research yet to know what is the you know what is the best post processing method for for them to ensure that that it's it's, it's a you know it's a long term product because. You know, all all three of us like products that last, and all three of us like products that are high quality and and need to be held up to that standard. So, hopefully, hopefully we can make it happen. Um, but it's it's something we'll we'll have to take our time with for sure. To watch this watch this titanium space, yeah, yeah. On on the camping topic, uh, there's a purchase I might make a titanium based purchase. So I have lost my Leatherman charge. Oh, uh, um, um, and. I'm now stuck with whatever I think I just have like a Stanley one. Basically the, the um the pliers on a Leatherman for those sorts of tools are just better than any other kind of multi tool. Um and I've got my tool roll's got a a knife with a pair of pliers in it. Um the knife is amazing, it's like blacked out knife. But I, I I'm missing Leatherman pliers like I always kind of need the Leatherman pliers and I can't find what I've done with my Leatherman charge but they now do a Leatherman charge TTI which has got titanium scales and it shaves about 100 grams off the weight of it and that's always been the issue for me with the Leatherman is they weigh a lot and so I'm kind of tempted to buy myself an early Christmas present and 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 get that it's just I think in their case I think they've done it for the kind of the functional point of view uh, they do look pretty. It looks so cool. The handle looks so cool because it's like, um, it's kind of like sandblasted, but like sandblasted hard. So yeah. it's like got a like a grip tape texture to it, which looks looks so cool. Yeah. So I think I might. I, I'm 
I've got this tool role, which you both know about, which has a set of tools. Basically, this thing gets used for everything. The motor. I'd be, I'd, I'd be tempted to, to, to pull the trigger on this. I think. Yeah, I think it might be going in there. If you go on the, uh, the Leatherman page, there's a, there's actually a picture that almost looks like James took it, and it's just the, <laughs> a trio pen, the titanium Leatherman, and um, Nipex as well. So a titanium Nipex would be amazing. Yeah, Nipex pliers for. for Can I wasn't for I wasn't correct to you, Kenneth. You can call them what you like. Oh, Nipex or Nipex or. Well, I'm new to it, so I'm being very. I'm ste- I'm stepping trading very carefully on on the. Uh, ha- have you listened to the latest episode of Fourteen Twenty? I'm guessing probably not. I haven't listened to it yet. It's on my it's on my list. They have just that conversation. They talk about talk about Nipex. Oh, do they? Yeah, they're very outdoorsy guys. So they they they're into the same gear. They're really fun to chat to. Um, so that's another podcast for people to uh, get into. If, if they found us, they're probably already into them, to be honest. So <laughs> That's true, yeah. Just a, just a, just one thing to add on to the, the Leatherman Charge kind of conversation. So this is some... Uh, the Leatherman Charge is not something that was on my radar, but it definitely is now. Did you guys know that there were scales for that? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, my, my, my Leatherman had scales on it. I can't remember which ones. Which is another reason I'm annoyed I've lost it, but I'm now just thinking I can shave I can shave a hundred grams off and it'd be titanium. So, but this this is on sale at the moment for 172 pounds, and that seems pretty fair. The original price is 200, right? Oh, you get a free gift if you order this now. Yeah, we should be getting affiliate links for this. <laughs> but the the yeah the multi tool store that UK has an offer. They do a Leatherman Charge TTI gift box. There's 25% off and it comes with like a leather carry and then a, oil, a bottle of oil. Done deal then, I guess, isn't it really? <laughs> I already bu- I, I already bought a head torch this morning because of you too, so. <laughs> Just out of interest, do you um do you say to your, your son, like, I'm I'm going to gift you this, but I will look after it until you're 18. And it's actually just something that you, you wanted to fill. And you've like, this is this is the justification. My son is the reason because he needs it. It's like the Patek advert. You don't look after uh, 50 different titanium items. You look, you look, you don't buy them. You look after them for the next generation. Yeah, and my son's at the point really where it's, it's trying to prevent him from eating it is the biggest challenge at this stage. So it's, uh, I, which I mean, wouldn't be the end of the world, I suppose, being titanium. I use that excuse in my mind for watches, by the way, because I've got a relatively small wrist and I think, oh, I'll give this to my daughter when she's 16, 17. It's, it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah, I do, I do use that excuse. In my head. The way I kind of see it is that everything we own will be theirs one day. So it's kind of like a, it's a sort of, it's a, it's a, you know, it's just a timer really, isn't it? Of sorts. I kind of, I've stopped worrying about it on the basis of like, I also, I might, it's a good excuse, absolutely, buying stuff for them. I, at this stage, I kind of like, it'll all be yours. It will all be yours. All of my, all of my draw, EDC drawers have, have locks on them, but he has now worked out how to get the key, put it in the lock, and then waggle it around. We haven't yet got to the ability to actually <laughs> unlock it. Let's talk a few more other random bits. Um, I guess we've kind of talked, we've touched on pens, yeah. but another, thinking of weight and day-to-day usage, I kind of actually do think that, that a titanium pen is a thing. I have, for pens that are metal, so we're already talking about higher-end pens, so not we're not talking about you know, replacing a Bic or whatever. So for pens that are metal, 
if you imagine that amount of steel can be quite heavy. So so the 20-odd percent reduction. So I think I need a titanium pen because I have a brass pen. Can you believe how much this cut? So I started low on this. I'm talking low. Guess how much this was, and you will shock you. Uh, and this is this is this is a, a bolt action titanium pen with uh, the Parker G2 refills. And try and guess how much this is. Did you buy it from China? I'm not answering. You just have to guess. Um, I'm gonna say 25 quid. Okay. Got it. 13 maybe. This was four pound. <laughs> four pound. I wanted to see what the build quality is like, and for 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 four pound, you can't really like. You're just like, yeah, let's just try it. I can see where some of the like uh, the 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 bolt action titanium pen that you've got, uh, James. The which which one? <laughs> oh, the the the, the, one... the now defunct smooth precision pens. That one, yeah. The 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 feel and the 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 tension on the spring very different. Like. Because uh, at the price point, it's it's understandable, and and even just the the tactileness of of where your kind of fingers rest on the pen, if aesthetic wise, this does tick a box. And I think if I was to throw one just in my bag and not have to worry about losing it, this is one I would go for. But one I'd like to write with on a day to day basis, it would have been the smooth precision one because it just the weight of it and the it's just so much nicer. But to, as an experiment's purpose, um, if you just want to try a titanium pen, you can find these on on you know platforms like AliExpress or uh, chances are Timu probably has one now or uh, Amazon. Are you sure it's titanium? It's not. It's not titanium. This do, do you know? Do you know what this this? It could be. I guess it doesn't really matter to an extent, does it? It's like a if it feels like titanium. Yeah. It 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 it. It's light. It has the same kind of color gradient. I mean, it could be... The thing is, in order to get a metal and coat it to look like titanium, it would be heavier than titanium. Yeah. So, unless it was made out of aluminium, which it would feel like like a, you know, like a tin can then, this feels solid, like this is a solid metal, it would cost more to fake it you know what I mean? Yeah, then it would. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So I think, so I think for this one, I'm not 100 percent sure it is titanium, but con- as far as concept goes, very interesting. Gate- gateway drug. Yeah, very very interesting. I think I'm weird. I like I prefer heavier pens. So my favorite pen is brass. That's uh, a cool pen. And I think it's just because my hand my handwriting is horrendous. Um, but this pen seems to make it better. Maybe it's just the weight of it or whatever. Uh. I also like the fact that it, because you're holding it and brass patinas, it just patinas really quickly because it's just covered in my sweaty pores the whole time. Um, I I love brass and copper too. Um, but do you, how do you find the wee smell? Sniff sniff your hand after holding it. Is this a bit like coriander? Is this is this a bit like coriander? Some people got it and some people don't. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like holding pennies, right? Like grabbing pennies all day. Yeah, I don't think I could get down with that. To be honest, I'm mean, so against just coatings, but I, I have, I have the coatings ruin the thing you're talking about, the patina. Um, so having, I have a couple of like raw copper pens and brass pens and stuff, and they are super nice. Talking about tactile, that weight is and a pen really satisfying. Wingback, um, I mentioned them before. They do some killer pens. There's a push. Um, well, it's, it's no, it's, it's they're not push. Um, they're actually no, they, it's actually a twist. Ah, interesting. Talking about pens that you need to feel 
to get those they're not cheap but they are worth every penny though i i think of those those are my what i think of as desk pens what's the what's the kind of diameter of them because they look quite wide like on pictures but i've never had one they're not i'm i'm very kind of girth sensitive when it comes to pens keep it clean um leave it clean and 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 they're not they're, they're dead on as i've got you know i've not got the biggest hands in the world and they are they're, they're a really good kind of they've nailed it frankly i think they you know i mean they, with everything they do you know the r&d is evident i'd like to try some wingback stuff i've never ordered anything from them but i'm sure i will at some point the the i mean it's a, you know obviously it's great to support a british company yeah. um and they are you know they're kind of through and through made in britain uh, made in england even that's your favorite one is it james um, my favorites uh of that type of pen definitely as in, I mean, they do brass and they don't do copper. I don't think they do brass and steel. The normal ones. They do a blacked steel, um, so a coated steel. Um, and I have, I've got a pen in coated steel, a pen in steel, and and the new titanium one as well. Again, weirdly, the titanium one has lost the heft. So whereas before I said they were desk pens because they actually they also sell it with like a little pen pot thing, heavy, heavy little weighted thing for you to pop it into on oh, your desk. Do? Oh, see that that could actually sway me from getting it because I I like the idea of just having that on my desk. It's yeah, I mean, so I do my my it is on my desk. And fun enough, and I I now have well, as in the weight for your desk is one thing. Titanium, the the weight of titanium being just lighter and portable is is you know if it's a pen that moves about. So if it's an EDC pen rather than like a a desk pen, then it's kind of yeah. I think they 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 now cover all bases. But the titanium one of their pens is notably different in the hand because it's titanium. It doesn't feel as weirdly as luxurious as the steel. I think pens might be one of the few spaces where the weight does it, it adds to the it adds to the kind of experience of writing. Yeah, that's why I like this brass one. It lives on my desk and it's kind of like next to my leather notebook. It doesn't go anywhere. It now collects a wee smell. You can't. I'm so sorry. You kind of you embrace it after a while. Just embrace. You've got a little one. Embrace the wee. (laughs) Yeah, I mean there are so many other pens. Well, we'll save these for another EDC chat. I think because we could go on forever on this. But I, I think let's, I think let's 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 call it on the titanium chat and let's go into homework. The newly named section. Um, where we we effectively set homework for listeners, things you can go and listen to, things you can go and kind of enjoy, consume again, not necessarily edibly, but uh, and and Ken, what's your what have you got for us this week? I feel like week on week, I'm probably going to be bringing s- some kind of like television show to the thing because I I of an evening, um, like me and my wife, we sit down and and we we kind of like we'll watch something together as like a winding down sort. Of and um so i get through quite a few different series and stuff and um so so my kind of recommendation for this week is um a television show on on uh, netflix it's 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 a french show um so it's in Fra- it's in french and it's set in paris and so you'd have to watch it with subtitles uh, if you're like me because i'm not as gifted to to be able to speak the language but it's called uh lupin uh, or spelt lupin uh, l u p i n um and the third season the third season has just come out, and uh, so for people that don't that, that that haven't seen it, 
Um, it's basically, it's about a guy in France who uh, kind of grew up reading uh, a, a fictional novel character known as Lupin, who is kind of like a, a thief or, or a, kind of a, a gentleman thief, a hustler who can kind of, he, he finesses his way out of so many different situations and into different situations. And, and the character in the television show, he's, he's somewhat modeled his life around the 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 approaches that the the novel character he's written um i won't give any more than that away but it's just it's so cleverly put together in in that um like i always used to like when i was in school i there was a bbc television show called hustle uh which was oh yeah yeah which was a drama that was such a good show yeah i know i was in school then yeah so there was a television show called Hustle, which was a drama based on a, a group of people uh, in, in the UK who would kind of uh, steal high price items and, and that sort of thing. And um, you, it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of the things where they would go through the show. But then at the end of the show, you'd realize there were all these little details you missed. And like, this was how they actually pulled it off. And Lupin is kind of it's kind of like that in a way, like the, the, the way that he kind of does things is just with such finesse and so smooth and um it's just really entertaining to watch and and yeah they're on the they're on the third season now and and that's just come out so uh, if you like binging stuff you've got something to kind of start and, and get through so yeah that's my recommendation for this week and i've watched the first episode so far of the new season and and um yeah it's off to a good start so excited for that that's a great great recommendation philip what have you got for us Cool. I've also got a TV series. Uh, this is really, really good. Like, I was surprised at how good it was. Um, it's called The Terminal List. It's on Amazon Prime at the moment. Yeah, basically, it's based off a book by um, a chap called James Carr. And it's got Chris Pratt in it. Um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But basically, the the, the premise is he's a Navy SEAL. Um, and his whole platoon, he's like special ops Navy SEAL. So kind of like think SAS type. American version of an SAS army fella, um, and the whole the whole seal um, platoon gets ambushed, and then it all comes out that the reason they were ambushed was there's like some sort of dark force or like some kind of counter agency going against them, and there's like a load of conspiracy that comes out of it, and people start going after his loved ones, and there's a whole thing that unravels, and I won't, I don't, I'm trying not to like do any sort of a spoiler, but basically. He, he tries to uncover what's actually going on and he's getting headaches so he can't really tell whether things are real or not and he's not sure what's true and what's not and he's got a bit of amnesia and is, it's like, is it PTSD, is it isn't? And you don't really know what, what's going on until literally the last episode. Um, so it's a really, really well-written um, series, really good script, lots of like character arcs um, and as I said, Chris Pratt's the lead in it and Chris Platt, Pratt is obviously known for playing these Star Lord, slightly slapstick, Star Lord like Jurassic Park, slightly funny, a bit of like '90s James Bond comedy, yeah, Parks and Rec. Uh, he is so serious in this, like he is like he, there's not an at inch of comedy anywhere to be seen, and he's so good in it. So it's like um, a very different side to him. Um, and his wife is played by Elvis's granddaughter, I think. Um, a lady called Riley Kayan Cole. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, really recommended. And also like the gear in it's really cool because obviously he's a Navy SEAL and he goes, he, he gets vengeance, obviously, because these things happen. Um, and uh, so you see like a lot of the kind of the Navy SEAL type type gear that, that he uses. So there's a lot of like um, sort of like survival stuff. Uh, he, he, in the last episode, he um, he gets kind of like one of those frogman rebreathers out to do to do some some cool stuff with, and then obviously I did a bit of watch spotting, so I was trying to work out what watch he was wearing. The watch features heavily, and it's it's from a really cool brand that I've never heard of called Resco Instruments. I was going to say save it because I think we need to do a watch spotting in in TV episode. I I this I thought there's two there's two right in in the terminal list. Just to second what you said, yeah. it is a great series. Like, I do recommend anybody going to watch this. Like, I think when it came out, I might have binged it in a day because I was just like, once the first episode, I was just hooked then. And it was just one of the things that was like, every episode, I was like, I'm just, I'm staying here now. I'm not leaving this over. But um, yeah, I think there's two watches in that. There might be two, right? Yeah, I think there are two. The one that I, I'll say this one because I said it now anyway, but there's one called a, a Resco Black Frog. Which is this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of unimatic style. Yeah, almost like unimatic style. I think it's owned by an ex seal. This company, so it's a real. It's basically like a tool, a military type tool watch, kind of blacked out dive watch, um, like really high spec. They do a quartz and a um, and a Solita movement, which is the same Solita that's in my Helios. So yeah, kind of cool. But yeah, that's awesome. just could just go and watch. Um, that show it's really good awesome another recommendation um so mine mine is a uh, mine is is visual content again um but it's a youtube channel and it's a uh, content wise it's it's focused mainly on bags with a side of kind of edc and everyday carry and pouches and that kind of thing but his his name's Bo, or the fellow's name's Bo. Bo is mono and his the channel is you know the bow on youtube it is. It's. Uh. He. He's a. He's a lovely chap. Lives in Germany. Uh. He's. A, he's just one of those really thoughtful, properly kind of like form and function mentality to to kind of research. And he has. He has a a really nice, clean, clear kind of methodology when he reviews a bag to, or or reviews a product. That just is. It's. I. I really enjoy it. It's. Uh. It. And it has. It has a. A sort of. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a waffler as you, you are all experiencing in episode three already, but he's not that he's very kind of concise and clear. Um, and he's, he's a cool dude too. He has a podcast. He does have a podcast. Yeah. Maybe we can try and, um, hustle him onto the show because he's a proper gear. He's got some. He is. I've, um, I've chatted to him, um, quite a, quite a bit over the years. I send, you know, through Instagram and stuff, but the, the, I mean, he's, he's a nice fellow too. And that's always a good thing. But the content kind of matches that, you know. Sometimes it's like, when what you're getting in the content is him. It seems it feels like he's. It's a very natural kind of um, expression of who he is. Is the way he the way he produces content. Um, he's a so he's a film editor by trade, and it, and it shows the the quality of the editing. I mean, I, I I don't know editing visually, but the quality of the product is really good. As in, it's you know, it's it's YouTube at its best from a quality point of view, in my opinion. And is yeah the way he puts it all together. Considering it's bags, and I don't know if you've ever tried photographing bags and things, um, it's not easy. As in a you know, video from a making that interesting can be a challenge, and he does a great job at it. But yeah, um, so that's you know the bow on YouTube, um, and I think that's 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 us. That's it. 
just a quick bit of housekeeping after our after we've set you some homework it's just to to where to find us um if you've got rants about the the, the drivel that we've spouted then feel free to contact us first of all on on our instagram which is just form and function podcast um just all one word and then you find the actual podcast itself i mean you're listening to it so you probably know where to find that but we will have we will have a website which will have all of the show notes all of the links to previous episodes you know essentially any anything we talk about the people we talk about we'll, we'll stick it all into one place to make it nice and nice and easy and then finally we if you want to talk to us in some shape or form in in the written word in the i'm going to say old school i mean you can send us a letter if you like i guess but um <laughs> for former function podcast yeah. if you want to arrange sending us stuff which you know we're always open to especially if it's titanium then form and function podcast at gmail.com but yeah so thank you very much that has been episode three all things titanium